0: From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, October 30th. I'm Sarah Reith. The Big River watershed is getting a makeover. After 150 years of logging and road building, agencies and environmental organizations are focusing their efforts on decommissioning and repairing roads, replacing failed and undersized culverts, and restoring diversity to the waterway. The Big River watershed is about 181 square miles with four main forks and the longest undeveloped estuary in the state at about eight or nine miles. In 2002, the Mendocino Land Trust bought just over 7,300 acres of the watershed just outside the town of Mendocino from a timber company and donated it to the state park system. State Parks did not receive staff or funding at the time of acquisition and has been cobbling together grants and working with organizations that are very good at chasing grants to chip away at the massive amount of work that needs to be done. On Saturday, a small group of about 20 people took a tour of a few projects on the way to Dry Dock Gulch, a restoration site that involved an unexpected beaver dam, a heart-wrenching decision, and the possibility of increased salmon habitat. The tour was hosted by the Institute for Conservation, Advocacy, Research, and Education, or ICARE, in collaboration with Trout Unlimited, California State Parks, and local engineering geologist, Elias Steinbuck. Anna Halligan is the project director for Trout Unlimited's North Coast Coho Project. She says Big River has a lot going for it. Though much of the land that borders the public property is owned by timber companies, the days of clear-cutting old growth and using the river as a highway for logs are gone. And timber precludes other forms of high-density development, While salmon returns throughout the state are low enough to close the fisheries, numbers in Big River are trending upwards, which Halligan says makes the watershed a promising target for restoration goals.
1: The idea is to like really invest in these watersheds where we still have wild returns of salmon and in relatively decent numbers there's a study that came out that basically said you have to restore about 80 percent of a watershed to see a recovery response and so i think that's guiding this idea of really focusing on the watersheds that have the most salmon and then from there it's not to say that we can't work in other watersheds but really making an investment in certain key populations To both ensure that the public funds that are being spent are going to yield the benefits that we hope to yield and then also to recover the species, which is the main goal.
0: One project that's still in the planning phase is Rail Dump, a historic logging dump site in one of eight tidal flats in Big River. It's a marshy meadow full of pickleweed and all kinds of animals that love to eat fish. It's abruptly bisected by a road that prevents young salmon from escaping rising saltwater into one of the system's few freshwater streams. It's not a spawning stream, but Halligan says salmon need much more.
1: Juvenile mortality is a big part of popu- the reason why salmon and steelhead populations have gone down. So that's one of the big focuses right now in steelhead restoration is to make sure that we are creating these, uh, giving access to, and then enhancing these special habitats that are generally on the floodplain or that are in these lower estuary areas, so that these fish can seek refuge during big storm events and be protected.
0: The next stop on the tour was Dry Dock gulch which was just completed last month. There, an unexpected culprit had been creating another kind of barrier.
1: Over the 10 years, we'd never seen a beaver dam. And of course, the year that we go to do the project, they built a beaver dam, and it it impounded water.
0: The beavers were chewing on redwood, which is unusual for them. They haven't come back, which means they'd probably already abandoned their small dam when the project started.
1: If they were occupying this area while we were doing the project, they would 100% come back and try and rebuild the dam immediately. I've worked on other sites where beavers are, and they will just fix it
0: immediately. Not far from the site, a young red-legged frog hopped in a puddle. It's not one of the winners in this scenario. At Dry Dock, an impassable culvert that dangled from the roadbed above the river had blocked access to another freshwater stream that does contain spawning habitat. The culvert also created a pond, which is currently decked with picturesque water lilies. The dissolved oxygen in the pond is lethal to salmon, over the years, it's also become ideal habitat for a type of red-legged frog that's not endangered but is a species of concern. After studying several options, the team decided to take an action that will eventually cause the pond to return to a meandering, fish-friendly stream. Tara Fuller, a senior environmental scientist with State Park, says it's some of the best frog habitat she's ever seen.
2: I love amphibians and reptiles, um, and I love red-legged frogs, and this is a red-legged frog pond. Um, they are breeding like crazy here, but you kind of look at your options. You look at the historic, you look at the current, you look at the maintenance, um, you look at what, what it was. And I just think we had an obligation to turn it back to somewhat what it used to be. And the the good news is there's an oxbow pond across the way. So there's no lack of I would you know, pond lentic habitat in this system. I mean, it makes me feel a little better that there's something nearby, but you know, these are, these are generations that have um, evolved to the system and are tied to the system. And herps, amphibians especially, have a very strong site fidelity um, to a site, even within thousands of feet. They will literally go back to their natal location um, within a few hundred feet. And so, um, but I think we just have to kind of look at the evidence as, um, that's in front of us as a land manager and make the best decision we can. And again, this system is very important, this lower system for salmonid. There's not a lot of habitat. We're basically grabbing for salmonids that few habitats that we can provide in this system. And um, knowing that we have other um, of these drowned tributary mouths such as, that are more natural like in Laguna mm-hmm. in this system. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't make it any easier. I think these are the hard decisions you have to make um when you have these type of decisions that you know are in front of you and uh and it's still not easy so yeah i just would put that i like to put that perspective because this will probably be the hardest project i'll have to do as a biologist
0: christina erengrin president of icare and a former director on the mendocino city community services district organized the tour because she wants to encourage people to make informed decisions about water the more I learned about our water security and the more I've studied about um, water supply and the possibility of Mendocino They're and the uh, surrounding region um, constructing uh, public water supply, the more I've come to the de- determination, my own personal opinion, that direct potable reuse is the answer for coastal communities like ours. The idea of using water once and discarding it is, is the past. She's also concerned about the possibility of diversions from freshwater streams, which can interfere with the chemistry of a brackish system and wreak havoc with the spawning signals of anadromous fish. Just as little as several years ago, there, there have been people there advocating for using the water from Dry Dot Gulch as a public water source. But Alex Howell, another director of iCare and a member of the Mishawa Wapo tribe from Sonoma County, was inspired by his first visit to Big River. He's involved with Save California Salmon, which emphasizes the perspectives of indigenous people and youth. He's seen some pretty beat up rivers. What is your take? Like, How how are you balancing out the dread with the optimism? What are those levels looking like for you?
1: Being here, up here today in Mendocino, looking at Big River, we are just getting to know and getting used to seeing what a restored river looks like or what a healthy ecosystem looks like. Back in our rivers, the Sacramento River, Russian River, there's a lot of vineyards and a lot of ag land all around that. So we really truthfully don't even know what a healthy river really should be. So to come up here and to see these natural landscapes with, without intrusion from the people, it's giving us ideas of what the natural landscape should really look like in our hills.
0: For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.